0: This is one of many bonus podcast episodes that we will be sharing with you here on the Taboo Podcast. So these episodes are taken from our weekly Facebook live streams called Quantum Casting, where we'll be answering all of your coaching and practitioner questions and giving you even more insight into the Taboo teachings. So if you want to join us live on these weekly Facebook chats and even have an opportunity to ask your own Coaching request. Click the link in the show notes and we'll see you every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. All right. Quantum
1: casting. This is something I'm really excited about in response to a coaching support request we had submitted to us. And I didn't think that we'd be talking about emotional intelligence or rather. Emotional acceptance and responsibility tying in with quantum casting. I had this idea that we would go off on this idea of the biology of manifestation and how to like reclaim your like divine self who has all the fucking birthright to be abundant in the world. But it makes sense, right? If we're not able to really truly accept with where we are at in our lives, in whichever aspect, First of all, we're not going to recognize unwanted shit that we're manifesting, mm-hmm. and we'll be wondering, what the hell is happening.: And then two, I, don't know, I just feel like there is this expectation that we must have of ourselves if we're conscious creators of our reality. And being yeah. in check with emotions has to be a part
0: of that, surely. A thousand percent. Yeah. Take it away, Joe. Yeah. So the question was, what do I do with a client who is uncomfortable with sitting with or being with their emotions? So they're kind of like essentially emotionally avoidant, which I get it, right? Like sometimes it happens. Um, I thought that was a great question because I mean, in the context of sitting with someone in a session, and we're doing, let's say, something like internal family systems or even inner relationship focusing, which is really focused on tapping into that internal landscape. You know, and, and if that if that client is resistant to that, that's fine. Like we can we'll, we'll navigate it as a masterful practitioner. we'll 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 uh, course correct. but it it is important feedback. I think, to notice, because then we can say, "Uh aha, okay, I see that this person um, may be a little bit emotionally avoidant. And, you know, like, to be clear, I think there are times where we we have a little bit more of that avoidance, especially if it's something that we feel is really dysregulating emotionally, for sure. Um, Maybe we're still in the thick of it, and we don't right? Like we haven't fully processed and we're just not ready to do that yet. Totally. Um, but I mean, we and we've talked about this before, like, but even in, in the treatment and, and resolution of, of trauma, we don't get there by avoiding. So yes, we have to come to a place of being ready, but it's also important to, to ask ourselves and even ask our clients, Why? Why are we avoidant? Why is this so uncomfortable? Like, what are we afraid of discovering by sitting with this emotion? So, that's just my quick two cents on that. (laughs) That's
1: where the exploration is going today. What you just shared reminds me of a client that I worked with who was terrified of what they might discover in the work that we were doing together. Mm. And the reason why this is such a beautiful correspondence to quantum casting, the whole conversation of like recognizing and harnessing the power of your quantum caster, i.e. the version of you who just does the ultimate work, does the great work and can navigate that with grace and ease. If we are terrified of what we might discover when we go into our emotions and this might include suppressed memories coming up this might include subconscious beliefs that we don't want to admit for ourselves if we're afraid of that it means we're afraid of our power in my mind mm-hmm. what am I afraid of seeing when I was in my darkest of my dark the longest dark night of my soul I was not afraid of my darkness in fact I was comfortable there Hmm. the thing that I was most afraid of was my power and if I was to illuminate that and bring that out into the light that's what I was afraid of so the exploration here could go anywhere and we're curious for those of you who are watching the The replay but mostly those who are with us live to chime in with your thoughts on have you seen someone demonstrate that denial or the avoidance of just not wanting to go there for whatever reason some people don't even know the reason why in the case of my client it was I don't know why I'm so scared because it was suppressed memories uh, and traumatic ones at that Share with us, do you recall those times in your life where you have just not wanted to go there? Whether you were afraid of something known or unknown. Do you have an experience to share, Joe, of one of those times in your life?
0: Yeah, um, I'm like, whoa, kind of, sort of. Um, I mean, I think going there has never been a, a problem for me personally. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's because like, I really enjoy the self-awareness, <laughs> like, to, like, take apart and analyze, um, right. My, my, I'm a, an auditory digital person, so I process with that internal self-talk. So I need, like, I feel like sometimes I need that, <laughs> that processing to be going on. Um, but yeah, I mean even just recently or relatively recently anyways with personal kind of bizarre situations going on um unexpected things like there was there was a desire for the situation to be different than it was like for the outcome to be this thing instead of that thing But at the same time, like, an acceptance of what was. And so, but that comes from, I mean, years and years and years of just being with with that type of of thing. But, you know, I think it's additionally most common when, um, even when we're in relation with others, whether it's like a partner or friend or whatever, where maybe, because you said denial, Um, and I was like, oh, that's interesting, but maybe we don't want to see even a job, right? Maybe we don't really want to see that thing that's really glaring, that, like, issue or challenge or problem. That doesn't mean there's not a solution to it, but I would rather not look at it. I would rather just pretend it's not there and navigate around it. Um, I've definitely been there a couple of times um, where, you know, just like, oh, I don't want to look at that right now. I will later, but not right now. (laughs) So come back to this
1: modality that you mentioned of in a relationship focusing. We teach this um, technique inside of somatic sorcery one of our single modalities certification courses and why is that a tool that leads as a you know, a safe way of navigating what we might be wanting to avoid or even unconsciously denying ourselves
0: mm, it's actually yeah that's a good I I personally really like um interrelationship relationship focusing because it's one of these techniques. It's really different from the general focusing technique, um, which which is also something that we teach inside of pleasurable sex exploration. But within PSX, for example, when we when we do the focusing process, there's a lot of questioning. Um, well, why is that, and what is that, and and so we're we're asking you to analyze. Whereas in inner relationship focusing, there's no analyzation whatsoever. It's just the acknowledgement of what exists. And so I am not, as your practitioner, let's just say you and I were doing that together. I'm not affirming or asking you to justify or anything like that. All I'm doing is reflecting what you're saying back to me. And you're able to then just explore what is without having to explain yourself. And so that's a really good gateway. I think if you're someone who has avoided your inner landscape previously, or or even if you you have clients who tend to avoid um, or be feeling is avoidant, I think that utilizing that technique where I'm not asking you questions about it you're just telling me what you're experiencing right now. And that's it. We're not talking about it any further. I'm not coaching you on this, not here to make it better or fix it or whatever. You just get to be with it.
1: Yeah. Mm, I've had Joe um, lead me through this technique and I'm an I'm a vocal processor anyway. So it was so powerful to have a coach not asking me those questions and like, wanting to dive down there and I'm like oh I really just I'm not ready right now to go and have this conversation so for you to simply listen to me was the most healing thing that I could have received in that moment I want to come back to this thing of so in traditional coaching we're asking questions in pleasurable sex exploration for example the focusing is Where do you feel that in your body? If it was to have a texture, what would it be? Tune into it. What if it had a voice? You know, they were also going into kind of NLP and archetypes and shadow divination of like, well, if this part of you that's saying this was, was to have a name, what would it be? Like, So there are all these different ways that we can help people to excavate emotions. What are you feeling? So how does that make you feel? And some people don't even know how they feel and you can still do emotional excavation to try and uncover that or support them in uncovering that. But if they're not ready for that, if they are resistant to it, for you to simply listen as a practitioner and say, just speak what's on your heart, what's on your mind and have me listen. I'm going to listen. That's it. I'm not going to ask you any questions. First of all, how is it that some? How often is it that someone even offers us that opportunity? <laughs> Not being family and friends, often can hold that space for us, without wanting to comfort or um, sympathise or give their opinion or their own experience that might be similar, so that they're creating connection or. Um, Generally, because they're trying to create connection, which is beautiful. But for someone just to listen, and for you to hear things that you may not have spoken out aloud or even realized yourself in that moment, it's kind of like journaling. When you just journal for a few pages, and you're like, "I don't know what I'm going to write about. I'm just stream of consciousness writing right now," and you're like, "Oh, I can't believe that was even something that came out of me." There is so much realization that occurs when we're given the space to just either write without any judgment of what we're putting on the page for no purpose whatsoever, just to write or to simply be able to talk for no purpose other than for someone simply to listen. Mm -hmm. So, so healing.
0: Yeah, it's a really different experience because I think a lot of times when we are ready to process some things, right? It's conversations we have with our friends. Like, oh, I have this problem and blah, blah, blah. And here's how I feel about it. And so at that point we are ready. Um, but again, like if we're, if we are lacking for whatever reason, because there could be plenty of reasons, right? Why we might be lacking the, the awareness of of our internal space um and what's going on there like how do we dip our toes into that and I think interrelationship relationship focusing is a really great way even if you're a seasoned practitioner or or you don't even necessarily have to be a practitioner right but like if you're completely um aware of your emotional landscape this is also something good to explore as well because It means not labeling. You can a hundred percent, but within that technique specifically, there's absolutely no reason to do that. You can, if you want to, you don't have to, it can just be that description of this is how I feel. Because coming back to something you said earlier, Vicky, of, of our emotional vocabulary, like, there's certain things that we might feel and and also primary and secondary emotions right like well i might feel disappointed but what do i feel underneath that and what do i feel underneath that you know so there could be at the root of that disappointment maybe there's sadness right and so that's my primary emotion my secondary emotion is disappointment so being able to recognize the depth of our emotions, but also have a larger vocabulary to describe them. So maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's something totally different. Maybe there's fear in there. So also recognizing where we can grow and expand on the sensations and the emotions that we are feeling, because where do we learn to label our emotions? Typically from whoever we grow up with, right? So our parents, teachers friends, et cetera, when we're young and maybe there's more or maybe what I thought was frustration this whole time is actually something different. So, yeah. Oh my God, frustration is one of those labels that
1: is a mask for many things. Right. <laughs> yeah and frustration is the thing that occurs when all those other things are happening as well Mm -hmm. Um, okay where do you want to take this next part of the conversation as it relates to quantum casting and how we can be recognize and harness all that we are our integrated self our total self and all emotions that come with that expanded and contracted emotions shit that feels not so good this shit feels Mm
0: -hmm, mm great I think to start self-acceptance encompasses all like whether we like it or not and we don't have to love it right and I don't remember if we talked about this last week or if this was like a a retreat conversation. Um, Lots of things run together. But building blocks to love, self-love or whatever you want to call it, um, we have to be able to to get to some perspective of tolerance. So I don't have to love every single thing about myself, but I can tolerate these things that I may not love or can be neutral about them.
1: Or be willing to tolerate them soon at some point. Maybe.
0: Yeah, right. I'm I'm getting there. Um, And that doesn't mean as well to say that I have, like anyone has to absolutely feel these ways to to fully um, accept themselves or be in that total self-integration, right? Because I think we can still dislike certain things but not cut them out and and try to segregate them to say, well, that's not part of me. I can accept this, I don't love it, but this is where we're at (laughs) for right now. And we evolve all the time. So in order to really step into that quantum caster self, I think that that's a really paramount step to take is to cultivate the tolerance for the things you don't love, or to at least like move from tolerance to neutrality and as far up the ladder as you can. And maybe you only get to tolerance. Great. (laughs) Right? Like, that's, that's awesome. So if we continue to disown or or try to avoid these these things that we don't like or that that are uncomfortable or whatever it is that we feel like are, are taboo about ourselves or others, right? That extends to other people as well. Then acceptance is likely never going to be truly a part of what we experience. The same way that integration would probably not likely be something that that we experience, if that's how we continue to live in this fragmented way. Okay. The thing that I'm
1: going off on a tangent about is why label and avoid or deny contracted states anyway. Right. I think it was last week on Quantum Casting that we talked about contraction and expansion. What's it? Yesterday. It was retreat. Yeah, (laughs) retreat. Okay. All of our conversations and teachings are rolling into one. The idea that contracted space um, states should be avoided. So if we're feeling disappointed, if we're feeling anxious, if we're feeling despair, shame, guilt, like that's something that we should avoid doing. Like it's not okay. We shouldn't be feeling Mm
0: -hmm. despair.
1: There's something wrong with me. If I'm feeling shame, there is something wrong. That I have to fix, yeah.
0: Who says? Great, right. silly. And when we're in it, we
1: condemn ourselves for it because all the energetics involved in feeling shame create more further thoughts around shame and criticism and making ourselves wrong. So just like we might be striving to feel acceptance which is quite an it's quite an expanded state to be experiencing when you're looking at like the spectrum of the vibrational quality of different emotional states Mm -hmm. shame is far apart from acceptance there's a few things to navigate before you experience such extremes so if I'm in what I would experience as a pit of shame it feels quite stuck it's very hard to get out of there if I'm in it what's the bridge what's that next resourceful step or access point I think that's one I want to encourage all of us to remember that being human has to incorporate both contracted and expanded states we want the full spectrum we were born as human beings to experience the whole fucking spectrum so let's not deny ourselves of any of that because fuck, you are alive and we get to feel right and sometimes I'm just like why did I choose to feel so much god damn it (laughs) so what can we do we can accept that there is polarity comes with duality right like sadness happiness same coin just different sides of it But if we are in states that are feeling too uncomfortable and we want to move away from them because we can choose to sit in them if we want. If we want to reach that next resourceful state, it sounds simple to say, well, just access willingness. Mm -hmm. Just access courage. It's like, yeah, sure, they're closer. Not as far away as acceptance, but still, what can we do? And that's the trick, right? What we do is we believe in our quantum caster. We have to believe that there is a part of us that is capable of being here even when it's uncomfortable. That part of us that is, has learned to be resilient through discomfort. That part of us who has always survived a state that has felt threatening or desperate. We have to continue to believe in our quantum
0: caster. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I think another part of that is like, we, we haven't felt like we haven't been in that state for our whole lives, right? Like we haven't been in this despair, we haven't been in this disappointment or, or fear or whatever it is. Our entire lives like we recognize that there are other states we've been happy before we we've laughed before we've done all of these other things so remembering that like yeah i can tap into other states i don't have to do that right now but i'm capable of experiencing other things um can be helpful because it it again like it helps to bridge the gap well what's next and it's not about let me move through this as quickly as humanly possible because that's another sort of form of avoidance in a way as well, right? Trying to move through too quickly. Contraction is a natural part of life and it's actually paramount to expansion in in a sustainable way because we can't always be expanding and we can't always be contracting. Like that's not how the universe works anyway. So we have to be able to be in flux through that flexibility that we cultivate throughout our lives, because of the things we've experienced. So tapping into how resilient am I? Where can I bend a little? How can I be a little more flexible in this? Where can I see the humanity in the shit that is uncomfortable? Because it can't be rainbows and butterflies 100% of the time. That would be fucking boring. We need contrast, right? Hello. (laughs) So... Yeah, just integration means, I mean, like that's the definition, is to just be with it. I don't wish that this was different. I don't want this to be something else. I'm not trying to avoid or get away from it. I'm just here with what is. It might not be comfortable. I might not like it. But, you know, I'm walking through it to be able to cultivate that flexibility to cultivate that resilience for next time yeah and maybe you tap into a little bit of courage or
1: hope or optimism and then I'm at acceptance look at that (laughs) and then the next day you might drop back down again so the the wrap up summary of this is allow yourself to be a fucking human being mm-hmm. and all that that encompasses because you know when you feel it means you're alive yeah totally and it's not to say that you're dead when you're in avoidance or denial because <laughs> you're still feeling something when you're avoiding or when you're in denial right there's still emotions present
0: Mm-hmm
1: yeah I'm breathing easier just having explored this today (laughs) yeah we did that pretty concisely in 30 minutes it's a daily practice as well isn't it right like even if you've been doing the process the inner dialogue the self-awareness for years and you've come to really know how resilient you are And when you also know that you're probably even more resilient than you think you even are, right? Like we can feel capable some days more than others.
0: 100%. Yeah. So can we all
1: just be human and love each other there and be kind to one another? Because what if we're feeling contracted? It's that time of the day, month, year for us. Can we love each other in that? What if we're feeling expansive and the contracted states that other people might be in are, like, repelling to you? Can you love people in that anyway
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: accept that right now your experience is different? Long story short, shall we all just be good fucking humans, be kind to each other?
0: I refuse. (laughs) Can we do that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? To just be able to, to be in that place of, we're all different. We're all going through different things. My experience is not the only experience, and it colors the lens through which I see the world. But it's not true for everybody else. So again, like, be in that flexibility. Practice the flexibility as much as you can. And hey, you know what practice is? The challenges the times when we we get you know into interactions with with the people who are challenging for us that's when we get to practice
1: yeah so. right yeah right
0: thank you joe
1: so quantum casting episode two and the books This felt like we could go through so many more so thankfully we come together every week to address any coaching support questions that our Taboo uh, Telegram Insiders group submit to us. Mm-hmm. So if you're not already inside of our Telegram Insiders group, um, be sure to join us. That's when we can take your questions and answer them inside of this live stream each week. We'll share the link in the comments below. Okay, Thank you everyone for joining us today for another episode of Quantum Casting. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.